Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. Happy weekend, everybody. Um, joined this morning by my husband and business partner, Kirk Reed, I think, although we're having some tech difficulties. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So we're all set. We just can't see the video, but that's all right. You're just going to, instead of raising your hand to interrupt me, you're just going to have to blurt it out today. Kirk. All right. Um, wait, we wait. Are, oh. That was just practicing. But your first blurt. Yeah, yes. That was it. Work. Thank it you. worked. Um, all right. We are talking about some timely issues this morning. Um, one of them is the American Rescue Plan. And I also, you know, I don't think it'll take us two hours to talk through the American Rescue Plan, but um, I sort of wanted to follow that conversation up with um, some of the things that have been newsworthy lately, one being inflation worries, um, potentially the other one being um, concern that taxes are going higher in the future as a result of all the stimulus dollars being pumped into the economy. So, um, you know, I think likely, I think, I think uh, worthy concerns um, and something that I wanted to talk about today. So maybe that'll be kind of the second half of the show and we'll talk maybe the first half of the show about the details in the American Rescue Plan, what's in it, what's not in it. 
um, et cetera. So by the way, I do want to thank the federal government for all this exciting legislation in the past 12 months. We've had so many, this is what our third or even fourth, I don't know, show regarding, you know, tax, well, le- new legislation um, in the world of finance and taxes um, and, and, and personal finance. And um, you know, prior to these stimulus packages, what did we have? Ton- we had newsworthy legislation in our world, Kirk, like once every five years or so, something. So are you, just, are you thanking them for radio content? Yes, I'm mm. thanking them. Well, number one, I, I've said this many times. I think the federal government has done, you know, a great job um, staving off what have could, what could have been a disastrous economic situation, um, you know, resulting from the health pandemic. I think they've done a good job, um, helping people, not many people anyway, you know, not feel as bad financially or not let things get as bad financially as they certainly otherwise could have. So I think they've done a good job with that and keeping things afloat. It's obviously been great for the market, the financial markets, um, et cetera. So I'm thanking them for that. I know that, you know, many, many, many millions of people are, are benefiting from these stimulus packages, of course. And, um, but yes, for the radio content, of course. There's just not that, like normally, there's just not that many timely, or there's just not, you know, uh, changes to the tax code, et cetera. Um, they're just not as frequent. So yeah, I do appreciate that, don't you think? It make, <laughs> makes for great radio content. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and yeah, to, to be fair, there are still lots of people out there, uh, you know, struggling. Um, you know, regardless of the, uh, the you know, the government's, um, you know, attempts to help. But, um, yeah. but, but yes, they certainly have been, it seems like they've been trying to, um, to, to, to ease, uh, people's pain as, as best they can as, although getting anything through, as we know, takes time. And so they've been pushing things through at historic, you know, historical rates, which is, which yeah. is impressive. Incredibly quickly. Yeah. So I pulled, the first thing I did was I pulled a chart of, um, so this plan, I guess, all in totals about 1.9 trillion. I think that's, I didn't go back and look, but I think that's pretty comparable to the total on the first couple, or at least the first plan. Um, I think it's comparable. I pulled a chart where it shows in in billions of dollars where this 1.9 trillion is spread, which I just thought was pretty interesting. Um, so I found this chart on a website called taxfoundation.org. It just has like a really nice, pretty, colorful bar chart um, showing the components of the 1.9 trillion dollar. Uh, American Rescue Plan. So the largest component being the economic impact payment. So those checks or direct deposits that people have already started receiving this third round of stimulus checks. Um, that's the largest component at 410 billion of the 1.9 trillion. Um, state and local government aid, 350 billion expanded unemployment insurance. And of course, we're going to talk in detail about some of these things, of course, the impact payments, the unemployment, et cetera, some of the tax credits. Um, But I just, you know, wanted to give a a broad overview. The expanded unemployment insurance benefits, 289 billion. 
um, transportation and infrastructure, edu other education, labor, et cetera. I'm not exactly sure the details of, of those things, but that's $268 billion. Um, expanded child tax credits and earned income tax credits. We'll touch on those a little bit. Those will, those will help out a lot of people. $135 billion. Um, there's some there's some provisions in there regarding uh, financial aid for public schools, um, and I believe so K through 12, but also some some uh, help for um, universities. Uh, the K through 12 aid totals 129 billion dollars. I guess I don't know if that's you know largely technology related or et cetera. Or I, I didn't look into the details of that. Maybe that's you know cleaning protocols, et cetera, technology, et cetera. Um, but lots of money being spent there. Yeah, I mean, extra, yeah, maybe extra help or, yeah, extra, yeah, extra yeah. technology, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a few other, like, miscellaneous things, there's, um, you know, um, some other miscellaneous tax credits. Um, oh, one of the things we will talk about is um, health insurance benefits for people on COBRA. So that's there, which is actually pretty awesome as I was reading through that, some, some really um, generous benefits there for people who have either left employment voluntarily or or were terminated or laid off um some really some really generous uh benefits regarding them being able to collect cobra at no cost for six months but anyway that's part of that is in there in terms of uh spending on health insurance for those people etc 81 billion including some other things regarding tax credits but but lots and lots and lots of dollars being spent so i just thought that was cool that chart is on taxfoundation.org and it just has a really pretty colorful chart about where the money's being spent um so i guess you know there's not um yeah, I wanted to spend, you know, the first maybe half of the show, Kirk, talking about some of the details in the American Rescue Plan. Obviously, the stimulus checks. Most people are aware that there's now this third round um, of stimulus checks, um, $1,400 per taxpayer, including eligible dependents. Now, I guess where this one... I'm losing track of... I forget the exact details of the first stimulus, but the second stimulus notably was a little bit restrictive in terms of a dependent, as I recall. This one's a little bit more lean. I think it cut off at, I think for the second round of stimulus checks, a dependent was someone age 16 or under. Oh, your video finally worked. Um, I had to restart. For, okay, for this round of stimulus, uh, the American Rescue Plan, a dependent is classified as a child under 19 or a child under 24 who's in college and is still your dependent or can actually be like for people that claim their parents as dependent uh, as dependents it can actually um, include them as well there's in there are certain income limitations in the parent's name for them to be be technically qualified as a dependent but if you are claiming a parent for example as a as a dependent um, they are considered a dependent for purposes of this $1,400 um, per person plus dependent stimulus check. Um, <clears throat> notably, however, this these stimulus checks, which have already been, many of them already been paid out. I want to say I just read on irs.gov that there were maybe 90 million payments already made mm. um, with obviously more to come. Um, but this one is noticeably different in terms of who is eligible from an income standpoint. Um, the, 
and I should clarify that by saying that the the range of income upon which these stimulus checks phase out is much tighter. So people will some people that qualified for previous rounds of the stim the two rounds of stimulus payments perhaps um, may not qualify for this third round. So this one, um, you know, I'm I'm sort of reading that 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 the um, the cutoff in terms of what your adjusted gross income needs to be to qualify is more cliff-like. Whereas before there was sort of a, you know, there, there was a wider phase out range, really your phase out range, I think depended on how many dependents you had in the past. This phase out range is very tight. Um, the, 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 the lower limit of the phase out range is the same. So single filers with adjusted gross income $75,000 or under will qualify for the stimulus payments in full, but someone, but a single filer whose adjusted gross income is greater than $80,000 doesn't qualify at all. So a really tight phase out range there. Um, and, and, and very similar for married filing jointly, where as, you know, same as, as with previous stimulus checks, the, um, anyone, any married couple filing jointly with adjusted gross income under $150,000 is fully eligible. And we'll talk about the years of, you know, where they're, where they're looking to, how they calculate that. But a married couple filing jointly whose adjusted gross income is greater than 160,000. So just 10 is completely ineligible. So there's just a $10,000 um, phase out range there, which is much, much tighter than the previous two rounds because the previous two rounds wasn't a dollar amount. It was really based on, it was like $5 for every hundred dollars over was, was what they were taking away in terms of the stimulus check. But so the phase out range was different depending on how many dependents you had, as I recall, right? I remember we did a lot of those calculations on the air. Right. Um, so, so there, this is a, you know, for the people that fall under that 75,000 single, 150,000 married, for the people that fall under those thresholds, the, um, the credits are very, uh, the stimulus checks are very generous and that, you know, more dependents will qualify than did in, in the prior round, um, but very quick phase out. So not as many people will qualify for these stimulus checks. So I'm reading that. Um, so technically, the stimulus checks are a 2021 um, tax rebate, but they're calculating it for probably the majority of people. It's going to be calculated first using the tw- their 2019 tax return because a lot of people haven't yet filed for 2020. And now that, um, that I, I forgot to mention this earlier in the show, but now that taxes, the tax deadline is extended through May 17th, that's federal and now Massachusetts was just announced on uh, the 19th yesterday. Um, so n- now that that's extended, you know, people aren't rushing as much likely to get their taxes filed. So for many people, whether or not you are initially eligible for the stimulus checks this third round, it'll be based on your most recent tax return on file, which for many people will still be 2019 if they haven't yet filed their 2020 return. So I guess what I'm reading is that if someone is eligible based on 2019, then then they're eligible. If they are either not eligible based on the 2019 return, 
or they're partially eligible based on their 2019 return at some point in the future, like in the coming months, when their 2020 tax return gets filed, the, the federal government is going to reevaluate eligibility for those people. So I was reading that all the way up until like, I think, was it mid-September, Kirk? Something like, oh, I'm sorry, I want to say like up until like this fall, I think it was maybe September 1st or something, the Fed was anticipating going in for those people that were not eligible based on perhaps a 2019 return. The federal government is is uh, intending to go in and evaluate again for those people whether or not they were eligible with a 2020 return. So the whole, I mean, of course, the whole reason for the stimulus is is the health pandemic. And really, this was, of course, this was affecting people in 2020, not in 2019. So for a lot of people, 2020 income will be lower than in 2019. So I guess, you know, so for those people listening where you haven't yet filed your 2020 return, your 19 return made you ineligible, you didn't get a stimulus check, or maybe you won't get one in the next couple of weeks. Once you file that 2020 return, if then you become eligible for this round of stimulus, you will still receive the money. It won't be immediate, I'm sure, but I was reading that maybe up until there, you know, the IRS is going to need some time to do this. Um, up through the summer, they're going to be reevaluating and sending out additional funds for those people that qualify based on a 2020 return. Did you have a question or a comment? I I did I did see uh, just to confirm what you said earlier it says um it says the additional payment determination date is the earlier of 90 days after the 2020 calendar year filing deadline or September 1st uh 2021. Okay, so based on a May 17th, which is the current tax filing deadline, September 1st would be the later of those two dates. So, yeah, so um if you didn't get your check or you're not going to get your check because 19 made you ineligible, but if you're under those thresholds for 20 in terms of your adjusted gross income, again, 75000 for a single, 150000 for a married, again, tight phase out range above that. Um, if you become eligible once you file that 2020 return, you will still receive the stimulus payments, albeit later than uh, you know, later than many of these people that are already receiving. Yeah, I think I saw, and I saw the note on here, um, it, you know, because the, the, their language actually says the earlier of those two, those two. Oh, dates. I'm sorry. But, Did but, I that wrong? Well, no. So, yeah, so, so the language says the earlier of, but, um, you know, the, oh, okay. you know, so the, the, well, okay. so the, so the article that, you know, I think that you're looking at maybe as well, um, says, you know, maybe they put that language because they're kind of assuming that maybe the deadline, you know, the tax deadline gets pushed. Well, um, yeah. Perhaps. Well, that happened last year. Exactly. They, yeah, they exactly. Twice last year, right? Right. I forget the first push and then it was pushed to July. Yeah. I guess they're allowing room for that to happen again. It, it, exactly. I mean, there's a, there's a lot in this stimulus that just came out, what, early March, March 9th or something. Right. And there's a lot of ta tax related stuff in here. There's a bunch of tax credits um, type stuff in here. So yeah, the, you know, tax preparers and people doing their own tax return and the IRS, you know, you know, need some time to process all of this stuff. So, um, okay. So roughly mid-August to early September is when like the latest date upon which 
the IRS would reevaluate. Well, and I think I think they're also um, you know trying to account for people that extend their taxes to October fifteenth. Um, you know, people that you know anybody you know anybody that does that. Right, but fair point. But if someone does extend their twenty twenty tax return to October fifteenth and they are eligible based on that return. But if the IRS is only evaluating eligibility up until August or September, someone with low income in 2020 isn't gonna wanna extend until October 15th. They're gonna wanna try to get that filed by like August 1st-ish, right? So that they're, again, if their income is lower in 20 and will make them eligible for these stimulus checks, they're not gonna wanna wait until October 15th. Gotcha, but yeah, I mean, they might, they might have, yeah, they, yeah, they might have other reasons for doing that, you know, per, yeah. you know, other personal reasons, yeah, yeah. And then just to go one step further, um, this, this, the stimulus check is really a tax, um, I guess they call it a refundable tax credit on your. Tw- it's a twenty twenty one tax credits are like fronting these people, you know, return of tax payment, essentially, even though maybe you didn't make your tax, nobody made their tax payments for 21, 21, unless you're paying quarterlies. Um, So again, there might be some people who, you know, weren't eligible based on a 2019 return. Maybe that's, if that's what's currently on file, maybe they won't be eligible based on a 2020 return. But next spring, when people go to file their 2021 taxes in spring of 22, I believe again, if they become eligible for this stimulus payment based on a 2021 return, because it's actually a 2021 credit, they could could get it next spring. That was the same as the first stimulus package. And I'm, I'm assuming that, and I actually can't remember, but that was definitely the same as the first stimulus package where remember some people weren't going to get it last spring, but once they go into file now for their 2020 return, there are some people that are going to be filing now and getting the first round of stimulus payments, which was 2020, if they weren't eligible with what was on file a year ago. So it's the same thing where there's going to be some people who, you know, again, if income is lower in 21 than was in 19 or 20 and brings them under these thresholds and makes them and makes them eligible for the stimulus, they could actually get it a year from now. Right. And I'm sure that that I'm sure that happened. You know, people that lost jobs or didn't work as many hours last year as as the previous year. I'm sure there are people that certainly will apply for that or um, that qualify. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there's people filing taxes now that are getting the one the stimulus check from a year ago. I can't remember. Like that was fifteen fifteen hundred and seven fifty for a dependent. I think was the first one about a year ago. I can't remember the exact numbers. I think it was it was similar to this one, but the but the child that the dependent credit was smaller. I want to say it was like half. Mm. Um, but yeah, this is in and same as in the prior two stimulus checks that were sent out. There's no provision where. Um, the, the IRS would ask for that money back. There's no situation in where the IRS would say, oops, we sent you the money. Turns out you're not eligible in 20 for 2021. Send us the money back. That They have eliminated that as a possibility. There will be no what they call, I guess they call it a clawback. There will be mm. no, no recourse. No, yeah. no recourse. Like because it's actually a 2021 tax credit, 
they're but they're using 19 and 20 returns for for determination purposes if if someone ends up having like qualifying based on 20 but then their income goes up in 2021 which by the way is like what everybody wants right that's what the government wants everyone's sort of do hopefully be back to normalish by 21 um they're they're not going to be asking for that money back which is which is great nobody has to worry about that um all right so i think we just have like another minute or so and and we'll take a break we'll come back to this um you're listening to mcnamara on money we're talking about the american rescue plan which is the third round of stimulus um i'm Alyssa mcnamara reed joined by my husband and business partner kirk reed and we're talking through some of the provisions here um we actually only got to one of them so far but that was like that was like that's one, one of the, of the that's ones. the big one yeah one of the yeah, big ones so yeah but there's some yeah tax credit uh, tax credits that will be beneficial to many people with with children. Um, there are there, of course unemployment was extended now through September. So with the extra bump of 300 bucks on, onto the state max. Um, so so still more things in here that to chat about. Plus we're going to talk about inflation worries and tax hikes in the future worries. So we're just taking a break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And we're back. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara Reed. Can you hear me? Okay, you're looking funny. Yes, I can. Hear oh, you. okay. Um, joined <laughs> by my. You just look, you just look funny this morning. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no no particular reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, joined by my husband and business partner Kirk Reed, and we're talking about um, the American Rescue Plan, which is the third stimulus uh, here that just came out early mid early mid March. I think it was March 9th or or something. Right. Um, and yeah, then we're going to get into, I did want to get into the end of the show about, you know, I'm reading a lot and hearing a lot about people are really worried about inflation and how, you know, what do we do about that? And should I be worried about that, et cetera. So I wanted to get into that um, and maybe also have some tax related discussions um, later on as well regarding, hey, what if we have, you know, rising tax rates in the future? Biden certainly has been, um <clears throat> open about the fact that he does want to raise taxes for higher income earners and corporations. So um, I wanted to talk through that a little bit toward the end of the show and maybe things that these higher income earners uh, should be doing now, thinking about, et cetera. I had, I just had one, uh, one uh, comment, you know, not, um, you know, regarding the tax filing deadline uh, extension. Yeah. Uh, so we mentioned that earlier that um, you know, the IRS recently extended the, you know, the, the normal, you know, April 15th deadline to, uh, May 17th. Um, the, yeah. you know, so the, uh, alongside of that, um, at, as of this point, uh, there has been no indication that, um, you know, IRA contributions, uh, have been extended. Right. Uh, so as, as of this point in time that, you know, those are still April 15th. Uh, that's still- I feel like those last year, those did follow suit. It wasn't immediate. I, I, I just kind of have a feeling that those will follow suit and maybe in the next week or so we'll see some more information on that. But that's, I mean, that's speculation, but that is based on what happened last year. I don't remember how long it was before the, they indicated that it applied to uh, retirement contributions. It was at least a couple weeks. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, it's so hard uh, to keep track. There's been so many changes over the last, you know, know, couple of years. It's hard to keep track of all the details, but I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Uh, so as of this point in time, uh, you know, it's, it's still April 15th, but, but certainly, you know, subject to change. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like it will have to, but anyway, I, I suppose it doesn't have to, but I feel like it's likely that that will get updated to match the date of the tax filing deadline. 
Fair point, though. Yes, good. Thank you for bringing that up. I did have that on my outline. Apparently, I just skipped right over it. Mm. Um, all right. There's a couple. There's a couple tax credit related things in the new stimulus, and I have to be honest that when I read the details about these tax credits, my and I love taxes as as many listeners know because I talk about it like way too much. But I my my I start to glaze over when I read about all the details of these tax credits. Um, so here's what I know, and I don't know if you did a lot of reading on these two credits, um, Kirk, but um, help me out here because I get like my, a little my, bit my eyes, overwhelmed my, and bored. My <laughs> eyes glaze a lot quicker than yours do. Yeah, I just, I think, I, I don't know if I get bored by it or something, but there's just, there's like so many, but this, but this, but this, and you know, and it's like, uh. all right, but here's what I know, <laughs> or here's what I think I know, um, that as part of the American Rescue Plan, the third stimulus, the child tax credit um, increased in terms of the dollar amount per kid that people are eligible for. And there are phase out limits as, as, as I think they were before. I think the phase out limits might be the same. Actually, I don't know about that. Um, so number one, the amount of the child tax credit per kid has increased previously and kids now age 17 are eligible. I guess before that it was only age 16. So, but now, um, um, kids up to age 17 are eligible. You're eligible to receive a tax credit for kids all the way up to age 17. If your adjusted gross income is over 150,000 married and, and 75,000 single, I believe you're completely ineligible. Can you check me on that, Kirk? Say that, one, it, say it, that one more time. So I, I know eligibility for the child tax credit I don't know if it phases out or it completely is eliminated for adjusted gross income, 150,000 married couple and 75,000 single person. So can you, if you could double, I don't know, I just didn't know if it was a phase out range or a cliff, you know, complete ineligibility above that. So let's that, see. You, you double check, I'll, I'll move on if you could just double check that. Um, but the amount of the tax credit was previously $2,000 per kid for those people that were eligible. In, uh, it is now $3,000 per kid ages seven to 17. And I believe it's now $3,600 per kid six and under. So for people under these income thresholds that have multiple children, especially multiple small children under you know six and under, that is some significant dollars in the form of a tax credit. A tax credit is a dollar for dollar reduction of taxable income. It's not um, a deduction. It's a. T this is a tax credit. So these can. This is can be some significant dollars for people that meet the eligibility requirements, which is income based. Um, did you happen to see if that? So so there. It, it, it appears to be a phase out. Um, oh okay. All right, that's it, good. It, it is a and there's a, so there's basically. <clears throat> I don't know. So I'm looking at you know. So and I think you know just to you know, for reference, you know, I'm, we're using the, I'm using the, you know, the Kitsies, the Michael Kitsies, um, Kitsies.com. Yeah. Yeah. Kitsies.com, yeah. you know, cause they kind of have a, 
you know, a breakdown, you know, sort of their analysis of, um, of the plan and, and trying to put it into some, some sort of uh, English that people can understand if anyone yeah. wants to take a look at it. But, you know, they have various examples, you know, under this tax credit to try to explain it, you know, for different situations. And yeah, so it appears to be a phase out. And depending on how much you're over, Basically, it shows you how to do the calculation. Oh, okay, um, yeah, to, yeah. So to, it is a phase out. Okay. Yeah, so it is a phase out, and depending on how much you're over, then it tells you how to do the math to to do you know figure out what you need to give you know what your the the piece that's yeah. now you know ineligible. And this um, the tax credit. So the stimulus payments that we're talking about, um, where there are twenty, they're actually twenty twenty one stimulus, but they're being paid out now um, based on nineteen or twenty returns. The, this tax credit, which is a pretty significant bump for people that have multiple kids, um, it's a 2021, in, it's it's a tax credit enhancement for, it looks like for tax year 2021. So the way I'm reading this is that this wouldn't uh, come into play until people are doing their taxes next year. So it's like for the, it looks like it's for this tax year, which again, doesn't really matter until people are doing their taxes next year. Although, you know, it certainly it could change withholding preferences and things like that. Right. So, um, oh, so here, yeah. here, here it talks about, um, let's see. So the, so the phase out, let's see. So it's, uh, $50 for each $1,000 over the threshold. Oh, okay. All so right. That's how the math is done. So there's a phase out. That's, okay. the, that's the phase out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that one, that's, that's, I mean, again, that's quite generous for the people that are under these thresholds or in, in the phase out range, but those are some pretty generous tax credits for people that have multiple kids under, you know, 17 or under. Right. Um, there's also another tax credit, which has been, a, has been a tax credit previously, but is enhanced again, I believe for 2021. And that's the child and dependent care credit. So for people that have expenses related to childcare, and if we think about, you know, right now where, you know, there's all this, you know, statistics about, you know, more, more and more women out of the workforce as a result of the health pandemic and, um, and things like that. Or even if, even if women aren't out of the workforce, there, there's, you know, child, more childcare costs right now for many people, either in the form of reduced income, but also in the form of just childcare costs. Um, because kids, you know, of course, haven't been in school as much. Um, hopefully that's changing like now and uh, has been, but um, they have, the IRS has, or the, the legislators have enhanced the child and dependent care tax credit. So people will be able to, um, you know, so for the people that have significant um, child care expenses, they're going to benefit from um, this tax credit more than in the past. That has been a tax credit in before, uh, in the past. But um, and there, in this one, I, I'm reading has a really l large phase out range, um, and really, it's not. I think even married filed couples filing jointly with with upwards of four hundred thousand dollars of adjusted gross income may get a partial credit for this, not the full credit. Um, and, and that doesn't, I'm reading that that doesn't completely phase out until adjusted gross income is over 400,000. So lots of people, even higher income earners, you know, getting some partial credits there from an enhanced hmm. child and dependent care tax credit. 
Yeah. And I'm going to stop there because like I said, you know, th- that was a very lengthy <laughs> section and um, I started um, glazing over a little bit there. But if you have questions on that, ask your tax professional. Yeah. I mean, in, in the back of my head, I'm thinking this whole, this whole time I'm thinking, you know, if you, you know, if you have kids, um, well, yeah, I mean, this, that's another, this is a good reason to perhaps, you know, engage a, uh, you know, a, a CPA yeah. or, a, or a tax preparer to, yeah. you know, to make sure that you're, you know, getting these benefits and, you know, and, and doing, you know, you know, taking advantage of what's out there and, you know, doing, doing your taxes uh, correctly. Yeah. Yes, I am not a tax professional yet. I keep talking about finishing that master's degree, but. Yeah, I just mean, I, yeah, like, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking, you know, um, you know, self, you know, self-preparers or self-filers or, 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 you know, TurboTax for that matter. But, you know, I just don't know how, how quickly, you know, those, that software gets updated. And uh, I just have to imagine a, you know, a, a prof- you know, a professional uh, tax accountant or, you know, knows, you know, will be up to date yeah. on this versus maybe not, you know, somebody else. So. And similar to the child care credit, I mean, the child tax credit, the child independent care credit is also looks like it's it's not, it's for the 2021 tax year. So certainly time for accountants um, and and, and uh, those software programs that help prepare taxes to um, be updated because this is not coming into play like for tax returns that are being filed right now. It's for next tax return cycle. So like a year from now. Um, Okay, I wanted to move on to um, just a couple more things. I think we could probably, yeah, almost wrap this up in the first half of the show and then move on to some other items. But um, so unemployment, as many people know, was um, extended as part of the American Rescue Plan. So, um, and that was, and they they got, they passed this legislation like right in time, unemployment, that the extended unemployment benefits from the second, second stimulus package were just about to um, expire and uh, the American Rescue Plan has now extended unemployment through September 6th of 2021. And they also extended that extra $300 uh, bump on top of the state's calculation for your unemployment benefit. I believe that was all that was also yeah. extended through Three. September 6th. So yep. I don't know if people remember, but the, fir- the first round of stimulus bumped unemployment by it was either 600 or 800. 600? I think it was 600. 600 oh, a week. Um, the second stimulus um, allowed unemployment bump on, on top of the state's calculation at 300 a month through mid-March. And then the American Rescue Plan is now extending that through September 6th. Um, of 2021, and it does include that $300 per week um, bump that we've had now for several months since the second stimulus. I forget when the second stimulus even was. God, it's just it's been so much in the last 12 months. The second stimulus was the was. Oh, I'm sorry. It was right before. It was it was December or January. It was right at the end of Trump's presidency. The second stimulus came out. I think it was December. Anyway. Um, not important. Here we are in the third round. That's what's important, right? right. So that's great for people, um, you know, on unemployment. Um, you know, their, their benefits should still continue to be hopefully good, hopefully good enough. I mean, but, you know, better than the state calculation, certainly with this 300 bump and, and now extended here another six months. So 
Um, so that's great. And I'm, I'm reading that this also does apply to what they're called that the, the pandemic unemployment insurance, which was basically created, I believe with the first stimulus, the pandemic unemployment insurance, which is unemployment for self-employed persons, which was never a thing um, until the first stimulus that came out last year. So um, that has also been extended through September 6th. So, so wonderful for those self-employed people who still haven't been able to get, um, you know, earnings back where, where, where they were prior to the pandemic. Um, oh, very notably, actually, as part of the third stimulus. So normally unemployment benefits are taxable and the uh, American Rescue Plan has uh, noted that for the, the tax year 2020, the first $10,200, which is what, 900 bucks a month of unemployment, the first $10,200 of unemployment benefits is tax-free. Again, there's a, there's a cutoff though. It looks like adjusted gross income has to be under $150,000. Um, so, which you would imagine most people would on unemployment would qualify for that, but but who right, knows? Who unless, knows? Yeah, unless one spouse is working as normal, right? I suppose. That yeah, happens to make you know good to average money, but um, yeah. So that's you know that's potentially a savings of a couple thousand dollars in taxes, you know, for people easily. Um, so. And that and that one appears to be a cliff. It says, yeah. Um, so hundred over one hundred and fifty. There's no phase out. It's just either you're under it or you're not. Yeah, and what we what we couldn't tell, and I think what was perhaps not clarified in the bill, um, is is if that hundred and fifty thousand applies to married couples or singles or both. I think maybe the way it was written is that it applied for both. Generally, the, generally any phase out ranges applied, you know, like roughly, right. uh, the, you know, the phase out range for married is, is generally roughly twice it is as a single. Um, but I, I believe this one happens to be, it doesn't matter whether you're single, whether you're a married couple, if your adjusted gross income is under 150,000, the first 10,200 of unemployment benefits for tax year 2020 are tax-free right? Um, to the feds, which I didn't look to see what Massachusetts does about that, um, but to the feds, which is the largest portion of your tax return generally. Um, yeah, so that one is, that, that one's great. And then um, moving on, another provision in the American Rescue Plan is some really generous, in my opinion, um, health insurance uh, um for uh, premium forgiveness really for people that are on COBRA. So generally the people that go on COBRA, um, so whether you're, you're terminated yourself voluntarily or whether you were laid off or let go from a job, um, you can go on COBRA. I guess most people have 18 months to be on COBRA, but COBRA is for the most part, not subsidized by the employer, the employee that was let go 
um, or that left the position has to pay the full cost of their health insurance through COBRA so they can stay on the employer's plan, in other words, but they have to pay it without it being subsidized by the employer, which the employer normally has to subsidize certain percentages of health insurance coverage. Um, but the American Rescue Plan has, um, has now allowed for someone on COBRA, it looks like just between the months of April and September, 2021. So for those six months, April, May, June, July, August, September, right? So for those six months, someone on COBRA doesn't have to pay the premium and can receive that health insurance coverage at no cost. So it looks like logistically what's gonna happen is the employer will pay the cost of the COBRA for that terminated employee and the and the employer will be reimbursed for that cost by the federal government. I don't know the logistics about what the employer has to do. Ask your accountant <laughs> if you're the employer. Right. Um, and I, and I believe what logistically happens when someone's on COBRA anyway is the employer pays because they're just paying the premium anyway to the health insurance. And then the employee generally reimburses the employer, right? So the, empl- the employer bills the employee. Um, but, in, but for April through September, the employee does not have to pay for COBRA coverage, which is, I mean, health and anyone who's, um, you know, been, been on COBRA or had to go out and pay for a health insurance plan um, on your own, um, you know, not through Medicare, not through a, an employer where it's subsidized, knows how expensive COBRA can be and how expensive health insurance um, can be for a single and, of course, a family. So that is um, an incredibly generous benefit and wonderful for those people um, that are on COBRA for for whatever reason. So yeah, um, I mean, not, not yeah, not only is that a huge dollar amount or potentially a huge dollar amount, it's just you know you can imagine the stress, you know, of not having the coverage and, you know, worrying about something happening. And, uh, so yeah, I think that's to me that, yeah, that's a very big, very big benefit. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, in, it, I mean, in an in individual health insurance plan, it, I mean, of course the premiums are all over the map and, but it could, I um, mean, it, it could be a thousand dollars a month. I mean, easily. For, for a single, for easily. a single. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you weren't paying, yeah. you know, if you weren't accustomed to paying that before, and perhaps you lost your job in trying to pay that. Um, yeah, I think this is that's a very that's a very very yeah, good good that, benefit. That's, yeah. that's a huge one. I mean, yeah, six thousand. You know, it's only six months, but it's but six months. But it's six months, and that could be what six thousand dollars, twelve thousand dollars. You know, in savings for a family, something. I mean, can be un, you know unbelievable there. Right. So that that's wonderful. That is. Um, quite notable, and I—that's the first. We haven't seen anything like that in the prior two stimulus. That's the first time think, we. I don't had think a, so. He, uh, from what I can recall, that's the first health insurance-related, certainly Cobra-related provision in 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 a stimulus package of, of the three that we've had now um, in the in the last twelve months. I mean, like, um, so like that an, one's really cool. Like anything else, I'm sure. I mean, hopefully, this you know this situation that you know the country's in doesn't continue too much longer but you know as it goes on i'm sure you know the government is getting smarter about what things are you know are needed and you know and so they're you know yeah. adding these benefits um that make sense and um yeah. and and maybe this one you know maybe if you know if there's another round you know perhaps this one gets um you know extended but um, yeah. we shall see maybe this is the start of medicare for all right there's been a 
Yeah. There's been buzz about that. There's been proposed legislation. There's been there's other countries that where everyone is on, you know, the federal health insurance plan. Maybe this is the start of it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, the last um, one that I wanted to talk about there, I feel like there was a couple of the little miscellaneous things in, in there. There's there, well, there a lot of things in there, but the one that I wanted to talk about um, was the student loan yep. debt. Forgiveness of it being taxable. Now, what some people are expecting, I guess there was, uh, it was proposed that well, what's not in this bill? I guess we'll start there. Is that no amount of student loan, no blanket amount of student loan debt has been forgiven? That that was been that has been proposed. Biden has talked about that. I don't know if it was originally in the first version of this bill, um, or if it was in one of the versions of the bill, and then and then the Senate stripped it. I can't remember. But there's no student loan forgiveness in the bill. But what? is in the bill, interestingly, and kind of weird, but but um, I think probably for good reason, that what is in the bill is that student loan forgiveness will not be a taxable event in the next five tax years. Mm-hmm. So for, what is it, 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25. So for the next five tax years, this bill, the American Rescue Plan, is stating that any student loans that are forgiven in those five years will not be taxable to the person who had the loans forgiven. So normally when when debt is forgiven via whatever means, um, there that is a taxable event to you. So if you had you know $10,000 of loans forgiven, you still have to declare that as taxable income. So you might have $10,000 of loans forgiven, but it might cost you 2,500 bucks because it's a taxable event to you. So what this, the American Rescue Plan is saying is that any loan forgiveness in the future will not be taxable. So, um, I, you know, Biden has had in his tax plan, he's talked about you know, $10,000 per person of federal student loan forgiveness. He wants, um, he wants to do that. And apparently he, I I was reading that apparently he could do that with executive order. Um, And some people are speculating that he will here in the near term. Um, But that was not part of the bill. But the fact that it's in the bill, you know, is causing people to speculate that student loan forgiveness is coming down the pike um, in the next five years. (laughs) At some point in Biden's uh, tenure, his first term, you know, as president, should he serve another, um, um, they're saying that that, uh, any student loan forgiveness that comes will not be taxable. So it's truly, 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 if it it happens in future legislation or via executive order, order, um, it would truly be student loan forgiveness where there's no cost for that forgiveness, which is the norm, which it has been the norm in the tax code. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and did you read anything further on that about on anticipated the st- time horizon on forgiveness or anything like that? Uh, and, and that would, and I believe it would just be for I, I mean, federal I, student loans. Uh, I mean, I think anything at this point is kind of speculation. Yeah. Um, I mean, until it until it gets until it gets passed. Um, but um, but yeah, I, you know, basically this article and other things are basically yeah because the fact that they put this in here, um, you know, seems to indicate that yeah, it's definitely high on their radar to 
to yeah. try to help people out with this uh, in, the, in the hopefully not too uh, distant future um, because there are a lot of you know folks out there struggling trying to pay these things off and um, so hopefully that that comes down the road yeah it, it's, it sounds like it will I mean if Biden could do it with executive order and he's been talking about this um, there's been a lot of buzz about this you know 10,000 per person of student loan, federal student loan forgiveness so maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's next up on his agenda. We'll see. Yeah. I think, All right. So we have about a minute. Um, okay. All right. So um, let's take a break and we'll just finish up. Um, that, those are most of the things I wanted to highlight that were a part of the American Rescue Plan, which is the third stimulus um, package that passed here. Um, I want to say it was like March 9th or, or something um, in the recent past. Um, there's a few things that weren't in there that we'll just touch on really quickly. Um, and then we'll move into, um, I don't know, some conversations sort of as a result. You know, where does the where does the economy go from here? Where does inflation go from here? Where do taxes go from here, et cetera? You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed, um, joined by Kirk Reed today, my husband and business partner. Um, we're talking, um, I don't know, to some timely topics today. So don't change the dial. Or if you're listening to the podcast... Don't change it. Listen to the next one that comes on right after this. Um, Lots more to go. We'll be right back.